We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey there, everybody, and welcome into the second edition of the Sooner Hoops, Sooner Sports Podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie, and get excited because it is game week. Let's go. Both the men's and women's basketball teams scheduled for their season openers. It's a doubleheader on Wednesday, so basketball all day, and I could not be happier about that. You got the women scheduled to host Houston at 12 o'clock on Wednesday, and that, and then the men will host UTSA at 7 o'clock Wednesday night. we got a couple of season previews coming up for you today with both head coaches, Lon Kruger and Sherry Cole. But let's start with the Oklahoma women since they play first on Wednesday. For the last couple of years, this has been a very young basketball team. Last year, not a single senior on the roster. So, ton of experience coming back. Ana Yanusa will be out for the season due to a season-ending injury, but so much other experience returning. Of course, Taylor Robertson, the best shooter in the country. She leads the NCAA. She's the active leader in the NCAA in three-point percentage and threes per game. She's the Sooners' leading returning scorer from last year, 19 points a game, which was third in the Big 12. And uh, she is one of 20 on the Ann Myers-Drysdale Award watch list, which is given annually to the top shooting guard in the NCAA. She broke both the Big 12 and the OU single-season records for made threes in a season with 131 made threes. And, again, just lives in the gym and expect for her to continue to put up those massive numbers. Maddie Williams is a player that Sherry Cole has said has turned the corner going into this year, had a big preseason, but then also during quarantine when, you know, you're 
on your own and working out on your own. She really took advantage of that as a sophomore. Oh, 16 points, seven rebounds a game. She led the team in rebounding, was second in scoring. Mandy Simpson is the glue, as we've talked a lot about her. Maybe doesn't light it up on the stat sheet, but she's the best at finding Taylor Robertson, getting her open off of screens and getting her the basketball. She actually led the team in assists last year with 86 assists. And Simpson, the lone senior on this team. And then there's Gabby Gregory, the now sophomore. Last year was on the All-Big 12 freshman team. She averaged nearly 13 points per game in Big 12 play, which led all freshmen in the conference. One player the coach has really been excited about over this preseason and, uh, again, took care of business during the quarantine time was Tatum Weitenheimer. Expect to see her to really step up and, and be the kind of player that they kind of expected her to be when they recruited her. So Oklahoma will play Houston first, and Houston returns four starters from last year. They beat Oklahoma in the fifth game of the season last year. 85 to 69 and this was one of the teams that really kept Taylor Robertson at bay. She only had two games where she did not score double figures. She only had nine points against Houston and against Kansas. So they did a really good job of matching up with Taylor Robertson last year and they'll look to apply a lot of what they did last year to this year. But again, season opener so much unknown because of all of the circumstances surrounding the season. But I'm excited, and let's let Coach Cole break down this team and what she's expecting for this year. All right, Coach, well, let's start with it's finally game week, a long-awaited game week. How have your team, how have you seen your team handle everything outside of basketball, but then the basketball preparations leading up to this point? You know, I think basketball has been a wonderful diversion, release, escape, if you will, for our players. It's the one thing that they can control while they're out there on the court. They can control their minds. They can control their focus, what's happening around them. And I think they all sense it's a really special opportunity to take ownership of their craft and get better. There's a sort of a feeling that accompanies this um, situation in terms of the way NCAA has decided to handle this season, it's almost a, a freeing spirit. I see our guys not putting so much pressure on themselves, not uh, getting so worked up if they make a mistake. Um, they just feel like they have time and space to grow and improve, which I think is so important. And, you know, if we could figure out a way to do that and bottle that in all seasons, I think it's the obviously the best environment for improvement. The last two years, you guys have been so young. Have you seen a transition from being so young to now that you have quite a bit of experience with some of those key players? Yeah, that's an interesting question, Jess, because I, I know uh, I listened to Chris Beard talk the year that they uh, went to the Final Four, and, and he talked about getting old and staying old. And just uh, about last week or week before, I looked around and I said, I feel like we're young and we stay young. I have one senior. We had no seniors last year. We have one senior because Anna's obviously out with the injury. And so we still just have one senior. But we do have four very experienced juniors who have played a lot of minutes. And um, their understanding and their feel for one another is just different now. I mean, they've just there's no other word to attach to it besides maturity. They've just matured as individual athletes and then they've matured collectively as a group together where they, you know, don't, they can read one another and, and they don't have to even use words to communicate sometimes. They just use feel because they've been on the floor together so much. 
the best shooter in the country in T-Rob already has so many records to her name in just two years. Last year we saw the element of her getting to the free throw line, which she is also very good at the free throw line as well. But what step do you need to see her take to add to her game this year in addition to knocking down threes? You know, um, she is the best shooter I have ever been on the floor with. It's uncanny. And, and I know uh, there are a lot of good shooters in the country, and we've had some amazing ones here, but I've never seen anybody uh, shoot as seamlessly, as um, unflappably, if I can make that word up for her. She just, it's never different. She never gets rushed. Um, she never, she's emotionally so even keel, which I think is just a key for uh, a great shooter. She doesn't get too high, she doesn't get too low. I just continued. I've watched her for two years now, going into three, and I never cease to be amazed at the rate at which her ball goes in the basket. Um, what does she need to improve on? I think it's her fitness level is the main thing, and, and that's where this year of grace, if you will, is so important for T-Rob because it gives her another year of maturation and development from a physical standpoint. She's getting stronger. That makes her more durable. Um, that helps her be more creative around the rim, which people are forcing, obviously forcing her to do. That be became a trend last season. And she's really crafty and clever in there, a very good passer, a very high IQ. Um, so physicality from a fitness level and then defensively, um, just being more assertive, I would say, as much as anything. She's often in the right place. Now she's got to, you know, change a little bit and, and do something while she's in that right space and make that play. And I've seen it in practice. I've seen a huge improvement there. And Maddie Williams, we saw her take over some games last year. She can be a matchup nightmare. She added the element of the outside shot. But you said you've seen a flip switch for her. How so this year? She's just understanding the difference between um, playing hard and competing. And uh, it's a fine line, but once you figure it out, the chasm is really wide. And she knows what it is now without me having to tell her. And that's, you know, that's just one of those things that people play their way into, players play their way into uh, throughout their collegiate career. But I think Maddie understands the type of impact she can have on every possession on both ends of the floor and the type of impact she can have on her teammates. You know, the, the greatest players always are the ones who make the ones around them better. And she's just now figuring out that impacting others elevates our team and that she has the ability to do that. I think intellectually she's known that, but it's different. Uh, once you really digest it and it becomes a part of your understanding, then you behave differently. And I think that's where she is. And for Gabby Gregory, what kind of jump can be expected between a freshman and sophomore year for her? Well, I... You know, I think the sophomore year is really hard. I think it's the toughest year of all. And I think uh, particularly for Gabby uh, as a freshman, she just played really hard. She just played and, and, and went up and down and did what she did and trusted her instincts. And what she's learning now is, is about all the things that she didn't know. And that's sometimes why that sophomore year can be a bit of a stumble, that you're suddenly aware of all this other stuff that you didn't even know you needed to be good at a year ago. You were just playing. Um, fortunately, though, Gabby is a really conscientious kid, and she's a really hard worker, and she's sharp. So I expect that she'll take on those challenges and roll right through them. 
for her, she was a great scorer for us last year. We'll do that again. An excellent rebounder. We'll do that again. We're looking for an improved passer and an improved defender. And those are the areas where I expect to see growth for her. Just got a couple more for you. What kind of roles do you expect your freshmen to be able to immediately come in and play? Well, they're going to have to be ready to come in and play. Our motto is stay ready. Don't get ready, just stay ready. And each of them brings something a little bit unique that will cover for the things that they're not good at yet. So for Tot, it's speed. She has explosive speed. And she may not be in the right place defensively, but she can make up for a lot of it because she can cover ground quickly. For Heavenly, it's the ability to affect shots around the rim and rebound uh, just to, and finish everything around the rim. And so while she might get a little bit confused in defensive transition or not get the angle right on an on-ball, when anything happens around the rim, she takes advantage of it. So that covers for a multitude of sins. For Sky, it's the ability to shoot the three. She is, has a really soft, feathery shot and can catch it and get rid of it quickly. And so while she might have trouble defending people or may not really understand the nuances of screens away from the ball, when she catches it beyond the three-point line, she knows what to do with it. So they each have a, kind of a little special secret weapon that they can rely on to cover for the things that experience hasn't had a chance to teach them yet. With kind of a weird schedule, you know, a restricted non-conference, you jump right into conference play. How big is this non-conference kind of schedule, this slate for you guys, and what do you need to see here specifically in the season opener? I just need to see us play a game. Right now, I just need to see us play a game against another team so that we have an idea of where we are and, and what we're doing. I think from now until the first of the year, every time that we can get on the floor and face an opponent, we have to count that as um, a win. Whatever happens, that's a win. Let's get out there, uh, compete, uh, revel in the opportunity that we have in this crazy climate to actually play the game that we love, get information, and get better as a result of that information. Coach, thanks for your time. Looking forward to the season. Thanks, Jess. Great to see you. Lon Kruger also returning four starters off of last year's team. Of course, the lone senior was Christian Doolittle, who led the team in scoring. But back is Austin Reeves, who was a preseason All-Big 12 first-team selection, and Brady Manick, who has been a staple in this lineup over the last four years. He's, his game has continued to evolve. He averaged over 14 points per game last year. You got Davion Harmon back as well. And a couple of seniors that Coach Kruger, I know, expects to really make a big jump in Kirk Queth and Alondis Williams. So Oklahoma will host UTSA 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. The Fighting Steve Henson's. The head coach for UTSA, the longtime assistant coach for Lon Kruger. He's in his fifth year there at UTSA, left Oklahoma after the helping Oklahoma go to the Final Four in that 2016 season. He has a couple of dynamic guards in Javon Jackson and Keaton Wallace, both now seniors, but last year averaging Jackson averaged nearly 27 points per game and Wallace nearly 19 points per game. So it will be a big test for the Oklahoma guards matching up with this duo from UTSA and Again, a lot of returners, a lot of experience coming back, but Coach Kruger also with several new faces you can expect to see and some other players that were here but will take on bigger roles. Here's Coach Kruger with a preview. Well, Coach, finally game week is here. Uh, for you personally, how much more exciting and appreciative are you of this specific game week? 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, opening game always, but uh, given the pandemic, given the uh, craziness uh, leading up to it, uh, really happy for the guys. I mean, uh, when you think back to March when their season abruptly ended, you know, no more conference tournament, no more NCAA tournament. Uh, then you go into the summer, they're all home for three or four months before, you know, before we see them again, get back in July. Uh, even the uncertainties now leading up to this week. Uh, a lot of uh, can, you know cancellations, postponements, uh, you know leagues shutting down. You know one day to the next, uh, you know uh, it's possible to have it end abruptly again. Uh, but hopefully um, we can hang in there and have a season and uh, play some non-conference games. How do you keep your team and your guys positive in these times of uncertainty? From the beginning, uh, we said the biggest thing is uh, going to be our attitude. You know toward the pandemic. Uh, you know, we can't be frustrated. We have to recognize it's not going to be normal. Uh, that's not fair, maybe, for you guys uh, in, a, in a college season. But uh, the only way we can get through this uh, in, the, in the best way is to have an attitude of, hey, we'll adjust to whatever. Uh, you know, tell us what to do, where to go, and we'll do it uh, with open arms. And uh, guys have done a great job of that. We've had very few disruptions with practice since July. Uh, they've done a terrific job. Uh, you can't be a normal college student. You can't hang out with your gang, with your friends, uh, and do the things that uh, college is supposed to be about. And our guys have handled that very well. Well, you have several key returners from last year, but also adding lots of new faces, both with newcomers and with guys that were redshirting last year. How have you seen this team gel throughout the last couple months? It's been great uh, to see them come together. Uh, you know, we've got a bunch of guys that like being in the gym. That's always a good starting point. Uh, you don't have to encourage them to get extra shots up. In fact, on, on a couple occasions, we're saying, you know, you need to, to, to tone it back, you know. Uh, uh, but again, we've got, uh, you know, really good, uh, good intensity, good effort, good enthusiasm. And now leading up to the first game, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're chomping at the bit to, to get it going. Obviously, you've had to make a lot of adjustments um, with the pandemic, but X's and O's wise, just on the court, have you had to change much to the preparation leading up to this season? Well, like you say, because of the pandemic, uh, you know, practice has been a little bit different, uh, you know, a little bit more individual work, a little bit more in, in groups and in smaller groups. Uh, but, but two, you have to get in some full court five on five stuff as well, but uh, probably a little bit uh, more individual work, uh, which isn't all bad. I think that uh, continue to skill development, uh, working in smaller groups, uh, a little bit more so than normal, but uh, still uh, you get the normal five on five stuff too. Well, lots of ex expectations for Austin Reeves. He was voted to the preseason all big 12 first team. He came in basically as a knockdown shooter, but then really saw his game evolve. I talked to him earlier. He said for him, one of the big things is he wants to get that three point percentage back up. How does he do that? He's naturally a good shooter. I thought last year he, uh, you know, his selection wasn't great. He felt like he needed to, to get some shots up, uh, you know, for the good of the team. And uh, I thought his percentage was down because of that. He's been shooting the ball great here uh, in, uh, in the summer and fall. Uh, his selection's better. He's still able to go by people and create for others. Uh, his instincts are so good. You know, Austin's a good basketball player, understands what needs to be done, and uh, competes like crazy. So that's a good combination of qualities. And another guy that's really evolved a lot since his freshman year, Brady Manick, now entering year four. What kind of step does he need to take here in this season? 
Brady's taken steps every year. In his game uh, came in as a kind of a shooter only, and then became uh, you know a good post defender, a uh, good uh, ball screen defender. Uh, starting to put the ball on the floor a little bit last year. We'll continue to do that. Starting to post up a little bit more. We'll continue to do that. So every year his game's evolved and he's worked at it and uh, and made good progress. Okay, so you got Kirkweth, which I know you've been very happy with his progress. You're adding Rick Asanza, Anyang Gring, and then you've got some big guards. How do you manage all that size? Does that change at all what you plan to do with this team offensively? We need to throw the ball inside a little bit more, and uh, we'll do that when our inside people uh, get results, when they, when they catch it in there. And, and Kerr is starting to do that uh, much better, uh, much better. He's uh, always been a good rim protector. His ball screen coverage is very good. Uh, his instincts are very good defensively. But now he's starting to have more confidence offensively. Guy's throwing the ball a little bit more. He's getting better results, and uh, this kind of becomes a, a snowball effect, if you will. If, uh, the better he does, the more he'll get it. And uh, we need him to, to get good results in there so we can throw him the ball more. And then that just opens things up, right, for everybody else because you do have some great shooters on the outside. Absolutely. Uh, playing inside out is always good for your perimeter guys. Uh, that's kind of the best per percentage three if you can throw it inside and kick it back out. Uh, better rhythm, uh, better results. Uh, again, uh, you know, Kerr's done a really good job of that. And then for Alondis, he obviously played some big minutes, made some wow jaw-dropping plays last year, just super athletic. But now that he's been in the system, he's played at this level for a year. What kind of jump do you expect for him? Very naturally, uh, you know, a junior college player comes in, uh, kind of feels their way through that uh, junior year, and then hopefully has that jump uh, in their senior year. And that's what we hope for. For Alondis, uh, he's a big, strong, athletic, uh, athletic guy. He can really guard on the ball. Uh, you know, he can attack the bucket off the dribble. Uh, working on rebounding the ball more aggressively. But uh, Alondis has got the uh, athletic ability to do all that. And same question for Victor Iwakor and Jalen Hill, going from freshman to sophomore. How do you expect them to maybe evolve a little bit more, maybe be able to get a little bit more involved with the day-to-day -day game? Both uh, Vic and Jalen uh, have made uh, big steps, big strides. Uh, you know, it's kind of in their case, it's, it's almost uh, less is more. You know, identifying your role, understanding what you need to do to be effective for your team. Uh, Victor's uh, ceiling is is off the charts. He is so athletic, and uh, and he's starting to get a good feel. Last week in practice, especially, I think he's taking a jump to do the things he needs to do to be effective on the floor. Uh, he's a big time uh, rebounder. Um, and then you look at Jalen, a little bit of the same thing. You know, Jalen's a big wing, big strong kid, really good feel for the game, good instincts, uh, you know, needs to, to be uh, kind of that uh, glue guy on the floor. You know, going to the boards every time, knocking down open jumpers, but attacking off the dribble and making plays for others. I think each of those guys are getting a pretty good handle on uh, what they need to do to be effective. And Davion Harmon, uh, your now sophomore point guard, what do you need to see from him? Continued progress. Uh, he's worked hard on, on, on making shots. Uh, he's a guy that uh, is, is strong, you know, going to the bucket uh, with the ball. He's, he's strong pushing the ball out of backcourt. Really good on the ball defender and uh, can, can harass you big time. So I uh, need that, uh, that foundation out there defensively from uh, Davion and then uh, attack and be aggressive, you know, off the dribble offensively. And then just got a couple more for you. Your new your newcomers. What are kind of the expectations for some of those guys? 
guys have done a good job. They've stepped in uh, really well. Uh, uh, Moshe Gibson is a guy that transferred in from North Texas. Uh, really good shooter, big-time competitor. Jim Ratt in the gym all the time, a great teammate. Uh, Elijah Harkless uh, from Cal State Northridge, kind of the same thing could be said about him. He's in the gym all the time, big, strong uh, wing, can move out and play a little bit of point uh, in time. Uh, Trey Phipps, a uh, guy that uh, talked about Jim Ratz, again, you can say the same thing about Trey. He's uh, working hard, really good shooter, uh, competes really hard. So I uh, like what those guys are doing a lot. The depth that it seems like you, you guys have been able to build, how critical is that going to be for you guys this year, given, like you said, the uncertainty of what could happen day in and day out? No question. It could be a year where you've got, we'll definitely have some postponements of games. We'll have games where we're playing with a shortened roster. Every team in the country will be uh, confronted by uh, the quality of depth because the more people you have that, that are able to step in and, and play when your roster is shorter, uh, may make a difference in a win or two. So uh, depth is going to be critical. Game one, what are you looking for out of this team? It's been a lot of days in practice. So to transfer things from practice to a game, uh, always uh, you like those two exhibition games uh, leading into. You like a scrimmage leading into the season. But we don't have that. No one has that this year. So we were you know, right off the bat playing a good UTSA uh, squad. Coach Steve Henson was here and, and uh, we'll know each other very well. Uh, they've got two guys that uh, could well average over 20 points a game in, in Wallace and in Jackson. Uh, they're seniors now, and uh, can, uh, they'll put up uh, 40, 45 shots between them. And our guys got to do a good job of making them earn everything. Coach, we appreciate your time. Looking forward to uh, getting this season rolling. Thanks, Jess. Appreciate it. All right, well, it's finally about time to get things tipped off inside the Lloyd Noble Center. One more time, 12 o'clock on Wednesday, Oklahoma women's basketball hosting Houston, and 7 o'clock on Wednesday night, Oklahoma men's basketball hosting UTSA. We will have both of those games for you on Sooner Sports TV, which you can watch on Fox Sports Southwest and Fox Sports Oklahoma. I'm so excited. I'll be doing play-by-play -play with Brendan Manzer for the women's game, and uh, Brendan actually pulling double duty. He'll be the analyst for the men's game that night. He'll be with Chad McKee on the call for that one. Also, if you want to come to the game, tickets are available Soonersports.com or call the OU ticket office at 1-800-456-GO-OU. All right, it is almost basketball time in Oklahoma, and I cannot be more excited. Coming up next week on the podcast, we'll have a couple of games to talk about. Thank you guys so much for listening to this second episode of the Sooner Hoops edition of the Sooner Sports podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie. We'll talk to you next week.